Welcome back to another episode of University Overwhelm. I am Sophia Payne. And I'm Scott Busby. And we work at Liberty University in the Office of Community Life. On this podcast, we will equip and inspire you to thrive in college, meet your goals, and understand your God-given purpose. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. This season on University Overwhelm, we will be interviewing various church leaders in the Lynchburg area. This is not a series of church endorsements, but an opportunity for you, the students, to listen to Scott and me ask questions of local pastors that you can ask when searching for a healthy church. We have vetted these churches to the best of our abilities, but we understand that there may be some views held by these men that you may disagree with. That's kind of the point. Our desire is for students to get plugged into a local church community. There are many more churches in the Lynchburg area than the ones you'll hear about here. Explore those as well. This will be a small sample to give you quality examples of healthy church leaders. We want to equip you to find a solid church with the understanding that you will never find one that perfectly meets your preferences. Churches are made up of people, and when you get intimately involved in their lives, things can get messy. We are not here to help you find the perfect church match. Rather, we want to equip you to determine if a church is healthy, has theological stances rooted in scripture, and whose ministry focuses serve the body of Christ and the local community. Welcome back to our series on getting plugged into a local church. We are here with Louis Nodal. Um, he is representing Thomas Road Baptist Church, um, actually from a really cool and unique perspective because the head pastor, is that what Jonathan Fowles um, title Senior is? pastor, yes. Senior pastor. Um, instead of snagging him because, well, getting on his schedule is a little hard. Um, I reached out to Louis Nodell. He's a good friend of mine, um, but also he just has some really cool roles at TRBC, and I think that you can speak really well to, like, multiple areas of the church. So, anyway, um, would you mind just telling what kind of your role is, what you do, and how long you've been serving at TRBC? Yeah. So, I have been serving at TRBC for about eight years as the adult ministries pastor, and uh that means uh, from college students all the way to senior adults. So I have an opportunity. Senior adults, I would say it's old people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but senior adults. Uh, so, yeah, just just have that role of making sure that I'm shepherding and our team is shepherding well uh, all those um, age groups and uh, as well as life groups, you know, in, in that mix. Um, what does it look like on a, like, weekly basis for the young adults the college age um, services and things that they can do. Yeah, great question. So yeah, we, we've changed a little bit this semester. So uh, we were doing things throughout the week at different times. And now our schedule for young adults is every Tuesday. Uh, we know that there's a lot of busyness on Wednesdays and Thursdays and, you know, hall meet, you know, just mm-hmm. all, all types of stuff going on at Liberty and just other colleges around the area. So Tuesdays is kind of our flow. Uh, which works perfectly because our men's and women's ministry also meets on Tuesdays. So they can they can do young adults events as well as come alongside uh, our men and women's ministry Bible studies that we have on Tuesdays. So it like follows the men's and women's stuff, like follows like a service, I'm assuming you guys? Uh, no, uh, okay. they, they, they meet separately, okay. um, but they meet later. So they can come to one of our Bible studies and then, um, you know, join 
uh, what we're doing with young adults uh, on Got Tuesdays. It. And every every week is different. Um, there there's evangelistic times where uh, you know we're helping them, training them. There's also worship times. Um, you know, this past Tuesday we had a, a Christmas time at Old Pay Chapel. Uh, just a, a worship time and yeah. communion and stuff. So it, it changes uh, every Tuesday. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and TRBC has a really great website. So if you ever are curious about kind of um, what times, you know, things are and that kind of stuff, the website is incredible. So um, go on to there. And then also you can always reach out to really any of the staff members I can imagine um, to ask any questions because I can imagine that because I've done that. Um <laughs> multiple occasions so um but just to remind our listeners and even lois um to explain to you kind of what we're doing we uh, find huge importance in college students getting plugged into a local church um it can definitely feel like uh the quote unquote i'm only here for four years you know vibe of why get too attached or why you get too plugged in when i'm going to be leaving um and we there are a lot of reasons that we would say why we would want college students to get plugged in um but we are having multiple pastors from multiple churches in the local lynchburg area come in to talk about what their church provides, um, but also give a pastoral perspective on what a healthy church looks like. Um, we want you listeners to be able to walk into a church and have almost this mental, not like necessarily checklist of like once, but instead of things that you are looking for to make sure um, you know a healthy church is meeting. Uh, so that's why we're here. We're not interested in a sales pitch of TRBC necessarily. Um, that's not what I want to give you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think any pastor wants to. Yeah. And so when I reached out, I made sure that that was yeah. very explicitly stated. Um, but yeah, we're not lo- looking for that sales pitch, um, but just examples of healthy churches. And I do find TRBC to be a healthy church. So um, we're just going to kind of dive in and start off with, I've said healthy church several times. What would you say is your definition of that? I mean, how much time do you have? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would I would say a, a healthy church is a church that is uh, teaching the word. Um, you know, and I mean teaching the word, but expositionally teaching the word of God. Um, it's a church that uh, has a culture of prayer. Um, you know that that it's not just hey we're we're just talking about it, but we're living it out. Um, and then it, it's a church that understands what community is understands that we cannot live out our faith without other brothers and sisters in Christ coming alongside of us. That God did not create us uh, to to be an island to ourselves. Um, that, that we need not only our age groups, but we need other ages to come alongside of us. That people that have walked a little bit further than us and, ex- and experienced some things. Um, and that's the beauty of the body of Christ, that we all bring uh, you know, a, a piece to to this this greater, you know, calling that God is that is called the church to, to go and, and reach the world. So, um, you know, in a, in a nutshell, that that's what I, I truly believe that a healthy church is. Now we can get into music and you know styles and this and that, but uh, the reality is, are they preaching the word of God and are are they sharing the gospel? You know, are are they a church that uh, it sees beyond themselves and say, hey, we in our community. We need to make sure that we're living out the gospel in in, in other people's lives. So, mm. got it. Yeah. So, kind of four things there. Uh, you talked about teaching. You talked about evangelism. You talked about uh, a sort of uh, rhythm of prayer within the the body of the church, and then uh, community. You you emphasized intergenerational community. You didn't use that word, but you yeah. talk, I, I think maybe that's what you were driving yeah. at a little bit there. Um, I want to ask two questions. One, you you use the word expositionally. 
uh, for any of our listeners who may not, you know, who who may not be with, you know, who may not know all the all the theological jargon, what what does that word mean? What would that look like? Um, what does that look like in the context of TRBC? And what would you say the opposite of that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so expositional preaching. I mean, in in you know layman's terms, it, it's it's just going through books of the Bible. I mean, and in, in, in just as as simple as you know. So not not picking. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna just preach this verse or that verse or this uh, topic. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think in seasons in in our church and churches, yeah, there's a season to hey, let's talk about marriage, mm-hmm. and then we we you know we, we look for those passages. But I think when when we can see the whole counsel of the of, of the scripture, um, it, it's going to help us understand uh, the story from Genesis to Revelation a lot better. Um, we we we've seen that, and I think our generation is hungry for that. Our generation is is wanting hey, we we want the truth. Uh, don't don't shy away from some of the hard topics. So you know that in, in a in a short you know uh, phrase, I I would say that yeah, it's it's just go seeing the, the scriptures all, all the way through and not just picking certain passages. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So verse by verse, chapter by yeah. chapter, that kind of teaching. Yeah. Correct. That way you're not uh you're not cherry picking mm-hmm. things out of God's word to support yeah. maybe some preconceived idea that you might have had and laid onto the text. Yeah. And and, and I think we're all as leaders sometimes. Yeah. Oh man, this. This verse would look would would fit well uh, for this topic, and, and we get it out of context. And uh, yeah, we just got to make sure that it's it's all uh, it, it all makes sense, and and we're we're uh, preaching it in the right context. Yeah, that's right. And then the the second thing I wanted to ask you about was that some of that you know, and and maybe this plays out in other ways other than just intergenerationally. Um, but you talked about how you know every part of the body of Christ has something to contribute. Um, Maybe if you could just say a little more about what that looks like at TRBC. Like, yeah. I think it's. I think the, and I'll just say something else here. I think the the temptation often for college students. I'm sure you know this. Um, it's real easy as a college student, especially on a Christian college campus, to sort of uh, sequester yourself amongst you know other people in the same life stage as you, who are experiencing all the same things that you are, who have all the same difficulties you do. Maybe not totally, but generally. Um, and so. What does that look like at TRBC? How do you how do you uh, how do you push for some uh, some fellowship across maybe some some lines that might not naturally be crossed? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, yeah, we you know one of the things that that we do that we do is that we're intentional about the groups that we form. Uh, for example, our men's groups. Uh, we don't just want to put young adults or college students in this on the same table. Uh, I mean, we don't force people to, to be in a certain group, but we do say, hey, uh, sit sit at a table where there's multi-generations um, at that table. So you have a college student, you might have somebody in their 30s and 40s, you might have somebody in their 70s. So there's different stages of life that they can all learn from. You know, an example, you know, last night I was I was visiting one of our, our groups um, who is a, a, a married couple who is in their late 60s, early 70s, and came to us and said, you know what, I, I want to pour into the younger generation. Um, there's marriages, there's younger people, there's college students that are, you know, uh, engaged that need that younger generation. And it was a beautiful picture and we, we had, you know, uh, coffee and just, you know, it was a fellowship time. But it was a beautiful picture and, and these uh, couples were saying, young couples, I'm talking about in their 20s, they were saying, man, this, this couple has made such an impact in our lives. Uh, because they have been there and done that, I, I always say they've been there and done that. And got the T-shirt, like they they know uh, what 
what life looks like. It, and it might not be like exactly, you know, of course, they didn't grow up with a, um, you know, a, a social media generation or anything like that. But the core values of marriage uh, that scripture talks about, they've lived it out. So you need those kind of people to come alongside of you and and help you walk, uh, you know, you know this life because it, it is difficult. Uh, it's not easy, uh, and just like anything else in sports, man, you want to you want to you want to train with someone that's a little bit better than you. You want to you want to come alongside someone that you know has has done some things. I'm like, okay, I can learn from this this person. So they might not be perfect, but they they know the core uh, values. So yeah. Yeah, I, I might have told this story on the podcast before, I don't know, but um, I was in a small group, like a community group at my church, and it was, um, age diversity was great, and there was this couple, I can't remember if they were late 60s or early 70s, sharing their testimony, and I was, like I said, I was mid-20s, and the husband was like, we did this, we did this, and then we moved to Texas, and we were there for about 25 years, and then we, and he kept, like, kept sharing, Yeah. and I was like, that was my entire lifespan. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yep. And you just were like, that was a blip. And then you like, you <laughs> moved on. <laughs> and it was a really good perspective to go, yeah, so like the things I'm stressing about today that they are telling me it'll be okay, uh, they mean it, you know, because they can look back and say an entire, <laughs> your entire lifespan was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we lived there for that time. And then we just moved on and whatever. So it's really good perspective and different, yeah, yeah different stages of life. For and, sure. Yeah. And, and the great thing is like they've made some mistakes and, and they can right. say, hey, Try not to make that mistake or, or be careful. And um, I, I think that's acts. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's the, the body of Christ, you know, uh, living it out um, and, and coming alongside of each other. Um, kind of sitting in that, like, healthy church definition, um, a student is walking into a church and they're wanting to make sure that it is healthy. You know, they might have a good perspective of what a healthy church should look like, but... Um, you know, red flags and green flags are kind of talked about a lot, like in the social media uh, world. But what would be some things that you would like um, a college student to maybe have on their radar of, hey, if you see these things, this might be a really good sign, you know, for healthy. Um, if you see these things, you might need to check it out because it might, you know, become an unhealthy church. And that might be a hard question to even answer without putting a church down. Yeah. Um, but that goal is just a healthy lens that they have, you know, over their eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a full full question. I mean, it's, there's a lot of, um, but I, I I would say you know I go back to the Word of God, you know I go back to uh, are they preaching God's Word and are they faithful to God's Word? Um, you know sometimes it's are are they are they preaching about what's the most relevant thing that you know which is nothing wrong with that to a certain degree, but are are they faithful uh, to God's Word? And uh, sometimes we, we can be attracted to, um, you know, that's a, that's a cool uh, sermon series or, or this and that. And, and those things are okay. But um, to, to me, it's, you know, uh, going back to Scripture, going back to are they evangelistic. Um, and then there's a lot that you can learn from a leader uh, sometimes in how he preaches and how he shares some things. I mean, there's been churches that I've gone to. Um, I'm not going to say which one, but... Yeah. Um, that it was, uh, man, that, that could, you know, that's a, that's a really good tweet or that's, you know, and I'm like, that's not a healthy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not here to tweet somebody else's thoughts. I'm here to, t- I'm here to, to hear God's word and, and apply to my life and live it out in my, in my community. I think of, I heard the other day a comment, uh, somebody say, say that church is, 
is like a gym. You know, you go in there to, to, to work hard, uh, to, to be pushed in areas that you're not, you know, you're not willing to be pushed at. It's not a restaurant where it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of this. I don't like that. I'm going to put that back. So yeah, we, we want to be pushed in the gospel, uh, in God's word, uh, to re, to reflect, look at our lives and say, okay, this is the area of my life I need to work in. And if, if, if that church is not doing that, um, then there's, there's a little bit of a red flag, um, for me. Um, you know, and, and, and I know as students, we, we want to, to hear everything's good, you know, the, the, the good, good, you know, feel, you know, feel good stuff, but, um, there has to be, Hey, no, you, uh, you're, you're in sin yes. <laughs> and, and you, you need to confess and, and surrender to that and not in a condemning way, mm-hmm. but in a loving way. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the, with the gym analogy, the challenge part. You know, I want to challenge uh, your pride. You know, I mm-hmm. want to challenge this perspective that you have where you're, quote-unquote, all good. Mm-hmm. Um, because, A, we just never are. Um, and, B, what a complacent, you know, place to be. And, I'd, yeah, I'd rather have a really healthy mix of, like, hey, you were so loved. And mm-hmm. also, um, you, you don't deserve it. <laughs> you know, mix in as well. So, that's really healthy. I really like um, those types of things. Um, even kind of from what you said as far as like when you're listening to a pastor basically say um, that's tweetable or they're saying even things that maybe they're not telling you to tweet them but feel a little bit like um, mic drop moments you know whatever and um, yeah and not like to dog anybody or like to diss on that but that can get a little bit um, me over God and that's just not Mm. what we want to be entering church for like a little performative, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I just want to say, I mean, I think I think your point is well made about you know good and healthy confrontation where that's needed. Um, you see that all over the New Testament. I mean, especially in the pastoral letters. And uh, I was just reading an article uh, about an hour ago. I forget the names of the women, but in Philippians, uh, Paul speaks directly to like a couple of women. I, I think their names are like. Uh, uh, like I don't even remember their name. They're Greek names, um, but it's like they were disputing with one another. And Paul says, "Like knock it off. Your your names are both written in the book of life. <laughs> like, yeah. like knock it off." Yeah. And then the the author of the article I was reading was joking, like those women, like they're both clearly believers. They love the Lord. Uh, they probably had a good laugh, like in heaven, about like, oh, isn't that funny? Like our little quarrel with one another, like got recorded in the Bible, so that everyone has access to it for all time. You know, uh, but you see that in the New Testament. You see confrontation. Uh, where necessary, you know, for the sake of unity within the body, to confront false teaching, all those kinds of things. Yeah, man, I, I think our culture has, has, you know, changed us or moved us to a culture of, you know, we, we don't want to offend anybody. We, we don't want to confront because what's going to happen. But if, if you do it the biblical way, if, mm-hmm. you, if you do it with love, <laughs> um, it's a very, very powerful thing. I mean, uh, these pa- this past month has been, it's been very hard for me. Because uh, there's been times that I've had to confront brothers in Christ, or there's things that have happened. Um, but there's a beauty when you you love somebody in Christ, and you and you say, "Hey," uh, because you, you have to check yourself. <laughs> you, you know, you, you have to look at man. Do I do I have a two by four in my in, in my eye, and uh, and say, "Okay," uh, before I confront this brother, I need to evaluate my life. And then when you do that, and they sincerely realize, like, hey, I, I, this person is doing it with love, and is going to walk alongside of me and help me through through this, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful picture 
of the grace and love of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Redemptive. Yep. Yeah, that's great. So, kind of backing backing out a little bit, getting a little bit more big picture. A um, couple things we, we kind of just wanted to put to you, Lewis. Um, thinking not just about any particular local church, but thinking about the church generally speaking, um, what would you say, how would you define that, the, the church, maybe like the capital C church? Um, and then beyond that, zooming back in just a little bit, um, in terms of a like a, a, a gathering of that of, of local churches, like what is that meant to be about? Um, what is that meant to look like? What is that meant to do um, both vertically and horizontally relationally? There so were like fourteen questions. Yeah, that was Go. fourteen. So the first <laughs> yeah, question, right, right, right. Uh, Scott. The first question is uh, the big C church. Yeah. Man, I I think uh, we we hear a lot of what's going on in the world and. The big C church is God is is on the move. Um, God is doing something in, in the lives uh, of not only here. We, we we always think it's only here in, in the United States of America, and it's not. <laughs> we're, we're not the center of attention. Um, it, it is the kingdom of God, and if if you um, if you talk to other brothers and sisters in Christ see the suffering and see some of the, the things that are going on um, you s- see that God is still on the throne yeah. I'm sorry yeah, no, it's all right. um, that God is still reigning and uh, even though the world says man you know uh, you guys are going down um, man God is moving man there's so many you know people that are getting saved each and every day there's so uh, uh, churches that are being planted in areas that we don't know, in the, in the middles of the jungles and, and countries that are communist and God. I mean, I think of, about Cuba and, and the movement that God is doing there. So um, I think that, you know, for us, we're scared of persecution, but when we have persecution is when is when the gospel, you know, really, really flourishes. Um, so I think Big C Church, man, God is, is on the move. Um, I think small C church in the United States of America are, uh, I think, you know, we're, we're caught up in consumerism. Um, we're caught up in, you know, a lot of those things. And, and sometimes I can be caught up in those things. Um, and, and it's time for the church, for, for the world to see the, 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 the gospel lived out. Um, the world wants to see that what we preach on Sunday is, is how we live out the rest of the week. I mean, we can put the shirts on, you know, the Christian t-shirts, we can have the greatest bands, we can do all this stuff, but what is it that when you walk into Walmart or Starbucks or whatever, how, how do you live out that gospel? Um, and when the world sees that, then the rest is history. God, you know, people will come to know Christ um, because they're going to see that these people are real about their faith. Uh, but what we've shown them, sadly, at times, is not that. It's the opposite. So, you know, I, I, ha- I have some friends that I meet with that are not saved that I've been praying for for 20 years. In fact, I, I met with one of them this, you know, uh, this afternoon or this morning. And um, and when we first started meeting, he said, you know, they said, Louis, we, we, we love and respect you. Um, there's a lot of Christians that we have known um, that don't live the same faith that you're living out. And I was like, man, I'm, 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 I'm in the middle of, of you know, I'm, I'm a sinner, you know. Uh, but that's the reality, you know, that, yeah, 
they see people that call themselves Christ followers but are not living it out throughout the week. So, um, you know, we don't need buildings. We don't need, um, you know, all these things that we feel like ministry. We just need to live out the gospel. And if we live out the gospel, man, uh, the Lord will be coming soon because there will be many people come to know him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. When, and you just said it, like we don't need the buildings, we don't need probably like the fancy, we could say a lot of things, the fancy yeah. lights and the games and the, you know, the fun activities and the big block parties. And mm-hmm. yet we also have those. Yeah. They are not evil. You know, they are not a bad thing. Um, when it comes to the things that are, uh, how would I say this word? Like not stereotypical, but like when you go to a church, you typically have a Sunday morning service. You typically have a Sunday evening service, a Wednesday night, uh, you know, whatever it looks like for each individual church, but something along those mm-hmm. lines. What's the point? What is the point of going to those? Because especially for Liberty University students, um, you know, college students in general can listen to this podcast. So it's not just Liberty students, but especially for Liberty students who are Christian campus, they have their community groups, you know, on campus. They have probably even good friendships that are all believers, you know, and they're potentially thinking, isn't this the church? What's the point of going to corporate worship on Sunday morning when I can just listen to music in my dorm room? You know, that kind of thing. So what, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of going to a service versus having fellow believers that are your friends? Um, not even versus like you have to choose one or the other, but what's the purpose? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in, in the world that we live in here in, in Lynchburg, um, it's very easy um, to say, hey, I, I'm going to Camp Com. I'm going to I have a Bible study. I'm doing church. Um, but that's not church, you know. Yes, it's, it's great, it's good fellowship, it, it's good community, uh, but the church is the church established. It's the body of Christ. It's when we come, come together, all generations, all people groups, and worship together, and serve together, and hear God's word together. Not only that, but we also keep each other accountable. When you're doing things, you know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump over here one day, I'm gonna, the next week I'm gonna do this. There's no accountability in your life. You're just, you know, you're just coming and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no commitment, and there has to be. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you know you have to have church membership, and that's, but it's, it's part of being in the body of Christ. But what I, what I do say is, you have to be committed to the body of Christ. God gave the church as a vehicle to share the good news of Christ, not individuals over here and over there and this and that. But it is the church that got commissioned um, to go and, and preach the gospel. So um, that that to me is, is, is so important because when you leave here in four years, um, if, if you don't have that commitment, guess what? You're, you're gonna, you know, be, you know, yeah. You're gonna be hopping different yeah. churches or like, oh no, I can watch online and this and that. Uh, it, it's not the same. I mean, we experienced that in COVID where people said, oh no, I can stay home. But then they realized, no, I need community. I need flesh and blood. <laughs> you know, I, I need people rubbing shoulders against me. I need people that, that are going to say, hey, I'm praying for you. You know, I, I, I see your pain. I see your eyes. I see what's going on. Uh, and that's the beauty of being in, in, in church and in the body of Christ. Yeah. I love that example. That just brought to mind. I've, I've been in, um, you know, church like a service and great, great sermon, you know, whatever. And I'm pretty much okay, you know, just emotionally, like I'm in a good place. 
we're talking to some friends and they're like how are you doing and I'm like I'm good talking about my week and all of a sudden I'm like crying <laughs> you know and I'm like actually I'm really overwhelmed and I didn't know it yeah and they're able to pray for me in that moment and it's just like really helpful and it wasn't there are times that I do believe that we co- go to church knowing we're just not okay and um you know, hoping that the Lord surrounds us with people who can like help us. But I think there's just other times where you're just a normal human and you're like, I didn't realize that I was being impacted by yeah. X, Y, and Z. Um, and so having that even pre-built in, you already have those relationships so that when the need arises, like you're good, you're covered, you know? Hmm. And you kind of, you kind of, uh, got ahead of us a little bit we were going to ask you a question about like what what's what's left on the table like what's missed you know when students maybe especially christian college students uh attend all this all the good things we're not we're not saying they're bad things like attend all the good things that are available on their campus and and for liberty students there's a lot of those things where you talk about camp con community groups um convocation um but those things are no substitute for gathering with the lord's people so we were going to ask you, like, what do they miss by, by, by missing that? You know, and you talked about accountability. You talked about flesh and blood relationships. Is there anything else you would add to that, Lewis? Yeah, you, you said something that, that was great is that we, we want to get the best out of church. And, and sometimes, you know, the body of Christ is not to get the best. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it is to suffer with those that are suffering. It's to come alongside those that are that are struggling and a lot of times um man we we want to, to to get the best out of god or we want to get the best out of this or that um but it's in the valleys that we grow the most um so when a brother in christ is struggling yeah you know, I, I got a text uh, uh this morning of a, of a of a gentleman that i've been discipling and, and walking along with and you know has has family issues and and his wife left him and um, he, he just said, "Hey, Lewis, I I I don't know what to do. Um, I, I just need some help. Um, you know, my my girls. He has three girls. I you know I I, I need uh, to do some things with with them because I feel like I'm not a good dad. Um, you know, and her one of the girls' birthday is coming up, and I and I was able to come alongside and say, "Hey, it's it's gonna be be okay because that this person feels like man, the world's falling apart, which it is in their lives." Yeah. Um, but if we don't experience that, um, then all, all we've experienced is good times, is high times. Mm-hmm. So when low times come, when, when everything falls apart, who is your foundation? Who it, are you going to lean on? And, and, if, and if we don't experience that, we're not going to go to Christ. If we don't experience that, we're going to go to different things, different temptations. You can tweet that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if I can tweet that. But yeah, we're, we're, we're going to fall uh, because our foundation is only grounded on, on the good, but not on, on the bad things, you know, that, that's happened. And that's, and that's you know, I, I, I tell people, the people that, I, that I've worked with that I feel are, are the closest to the Lord are people who have been through addiction, mm-hmm. people who've been through the lowest of lowest, mm-hmm. because they understand the grace mm-hmm. and the love of Christ it's it's sometimes the people that you know we've been given salvation it's and it's really cheap those are the people that sometimes don't understand the sacrifice so when you've been down to the low man uh, you understand what Christ did for you on the cross you understand um, that you've been forgiven um, and, and it means a lot more so 
Sorry, I, I get emotional. I should have told you guys. You apologize. Ahead of time. Hot, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. So good. Uh, I actually really appreciate the emotion because um, there's there's something about somebody who who like expresses how um, rich Christ's love is for them. Like the fact that every time that you have been emotional has been about other people's like sufferings and that community aspect and the richness that is Christ's love you know and how you get a taste of that when there's um you know when that when the valleys are happening and that kind of thing um I think it's so raw and real because I don't know like without it it it, we can just kind of sound like we're just saying something that sounds good but it's like you don't understand you don't get what impact this has until you've been that person who is low lower than low has been scooped up by really wonderful, healthy friends, has been held up, you know, until you could start walking on your own. And the whole time, you know, this is truly Christ. Like, yes, that is my friend Joe, you know, who's doing that. But, like, it is Christ using him as a tool. And and when you experience that, like, that, the only thing that can be expressed is emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really do not want another apology for that. Um, (laughs) But... Uh, we kind of would love to kind of switch to what it looks like to get plugged into a church. So from your perspective, but also about TRBC, you know how to get plugged in there. What does um, a general getting plugged into a church, we say that phrase, you know, what does that mean? And then what does that practically look like at TRBC? Yeah, so getting getting plugged in, I, I would say in a, in a student's eyes, and I, I, I share this with every student that walks in our door, and, and we, we don't feel that Thomas Road is the only place that uh, that you should be going. Uh, there's amazing churches in our area, and, and uh, yeah, if Thomas Road is for you, great, but uh, I, I just want you plugged into the body of Christ, whatever that looks like, as long as it's a biblical, uh, you know, church. Um, uh, but for, for me, you know, I would say for a student is, you know, get connected to community. So find a life group. Um, you know, you might say, well, I already have a life group, you know, my, you know, I meet in my hall or this and that, but, but, but like we were saying earlier, find a multi-generational group that, that you can, um, you know, live out your life, your college life here with, with those individuals and then, you know, get plugged in into serving. Um, there's a beautiful thing when when we serve together, and this is not this is not something that I created. It's got you know ultimately ordained, uh, but there's a beautiful thing when we rub shoulders with others. I think you know to me the, the greatest conversations I've had with other brothers and sisters has not been on Sunday morning, um, but has been hey we're gonna go cut a widow's tree down because she needs help, or hey we're gonna go you know clean. Those organic conversations happen. Um, and then there's there's something uh, spiritually that when we we serve others, it, it blesses us more than it blesses you know that individual. So uh, I, I would say in a life group, serving in in the local body, um, uh, and 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 then you know of course you know going getting connected and, and being consistent in a in, in a local uh, church. Not hey I, I go to church once a month because I'm busy or whatever, but being consistent. Uh, that consistency is going to help you not only now but in the future as as you go home or go wherever God's called you and continue your walk with the Lord. Hmm. That's yeah, that's good. Something I really enjoy that you that you uh, talked about right at the beginning of your answer was 
that you're not, that you didn't use the word territorial, but that's just what you were speaking to, right? Like healthy churches are not territorial about people. No. <laughs> uh, and so you recognize that there's, there's other churches in Lynchburg, right? There's other good gospel preaching, biblical uh, churches yeah. in Lynchburg for sure. Um, and so I think that's, I, I would think, even say that that's a red flag. If your pastor yeah. is territorial, yeah. that is yeah. a red flag for maybe on the unhealthy side. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course you want to have concern, like, and you express that concern. You said, as long as they're biblical churches, mm-hmm. like there, there is such a thing as an unbiblical church or, or an unhealthy church. And so we want to be careful about that too. But, um, I think that's so good to just have in the background of this whole part of the conversation um, as we talk about specifically what it looks like to get plugged in at TRBC um, and then as we talk to other pastors as well. So uh, we br- we kind of brushed up against membership a couple times already. Um, so maybe you could speak to that a little bit, what that looks like at TRBC, if there is membership, uh, what does that mean, what does that look like, and if so, uh, what would that look like for a college student? Yeah. Yeah, so membership, you know, we've at, at TRBC we've gone back and forth. What what's the best way? I know years ago when when I was on, you know, became uh, part of the staff, we had a three week process uh, where every Sunday, you know, we would have a, a new members class, um, and uh, you know, we felt like that was a little too long, so we went to one Sunday. Hey, we're we're gonna go uh, to where now after COVID and here in the past couple of years, we've kind of changed it up where it's online. So if somebody wants to, it's a little bit more personal, you know, you might think oh, it's online. Why, how's that personal? Uh, but when someone, you know, says, Hey, checks off, a, you know, we have a connect card checks off. Hey, I want to be a member. Uh, they receive a phone call from one of our staff members. And then, uh, there's a process of, Hey, we want to hear your testimony. Um, you know, for, for those who say, Hey, I'm saved, but I haven't been baptized. And Hey, this is your next step is baptism. And we explain that to them. Um, and then if they've been baptized, um, they say, Hey, I want church membership. Then we explain to them, Hey, what does it mean to be a church member? And part of, part of being a church member is that you are connected to community, that you are serving, that you're doing our six core values in our church. Uh, so we, we walk them through that. And then, you know, at, at times it depends, you know, if, if they're a college student, then, Hey, your, your next step is coming to Tuesday nights, our, our trial, which is Thomas Road Young Adults Ministry. Um, that, that's, you know, that's how, how we want to plug you in. And then through that, they're going to get plugged into serving. They're going to get plugged into life groups. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of our, our process. Um, and then, and then we we're also checking up on them. Uh, you know, I would say after six months, you know, seeing, Hey, how, how are you doing? Um, cause sometimes people can fall, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, from, from the rhythm of, of coming to church and stuff. So we want to make sure that they are taking those next steps. Um, Scott, I think, can speak a little bit more to this because he and I are having a conversation about kind of that, the reason we specify like for college students is sometimes they might already have a membership back home. Um, So I think my question is essentially a, like, what does that look like if they want to be that level of involved, Mm -hmm. care about the church to that point? So maybe, I don't know if like you guys have like business meetings or anything like that or church membership meetings or whatever are they allowed to go does that make sense like yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i mean a church our size we don't have business okay. meetings <laughs> uh you know uh which is a good thing and a bad thing uh but uh no i mean you know part, part of being a church member is is that um yeah they get to be part of, of you know being in a, in a life group you know being being part of uh, of serving and then if they take that next step of saying hey i want to be a leader then there's a process there there's a background check there's there's things that we want to make sure that uh, they understand uh but we're also not so 
uh, hey, if you're not a church member, you can't serve. If you're not a church member, you you know that's that's not. Uh, if you have a heart and passion to 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 take those next steps, then we're going to help you take those next steps. Got it. Okay. Yep. So the to break it down, the reason to become a member is blank, and it's okay if you already have a membership back home because blank. Like, what would you fill in that? Yeah. If if you have a membership back home, then then we prefer that you you know keep that membership because you're only going to be here for a period of time what we do want you is to be committed to the local body of christ here for the, for the time being so if it's four years three years whatever god's calling you not be wishy-washy and be like okay this month i'm going to go to this church next month i'm going to that church and not not that you know like like i said before it's not about hey it's about our church but other churches say the same thing, like, yeah. hey, we, we've got students that are coming in you know, for a little while, and then they disappear and stuff, but be committed. You're not going to find any perfect church, starting with our church. There's not going to be a perfect yeah. church. Yeah. You just got to be committed and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to stick this out. This is where God has planted me. I'm going to stick this out. And when you see that consistency in three or four years of your, of your college life, you're going to look back and say, wow, look what God did. Mm -hmm. uh, I know when I was a student here, uh, me and Jennifer were committed to our, our downtown ministry, uh, which it's not that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but we were faithfully going on Fridays and serving there, and it made a huge difference and an impact in our lives. Um, so be committed to whatever you know God is calling you. Good. <coughs> and uh, Lewis, you, I think you mentioned a minute ago something about uh, did you say core values at TCC? Yes. Okay. Um, that's kind of something that we're interested to know more about too. Um, something we're going to ask all the all the pastors we have have on is essentially what does your church emphasize? Um, and so, you know, if you could speak to those core values, that, that'd be great. Um, if there's other things as well that might fall outside those core values, uh, that's great as well. But things we have in mind here would be things like, um, you know, uh, certain maybe programs that that you do as a church, um, outreach, outreach programs, values, uh, church planting, missions, things like that. Yeah, so I mean, we, we have six core values. Our first core value is commitment to Scripture and how important it is for us to make sure that, that we have a foundation in God's Word. And, uh, you know, for, for me as an as adult ministries pastor, um, you know, the more I can make sure that our whole church is studying the same thing, the better. Um, we don't have that right now, but we're slowly getting there. I tell people, you know, to our church our size, it's 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 like moving the Titanic. I mean, it's just yeah. it takes a lot. It's a slow process, but um, man, this this summer we experienced something beautiful. Our, our pastor went through the Book of Revelation, and man, people were engaged like never before. Um, we printed out just the Book of Revelation, and uh, people could take notes. And we saw the unity in studying the scriptures together. Um, uh, this part part of that here in the in the fall, I'm sorry, we did that in the summer. Uh, Revelation in uh, the fall, we did. Um, uh, you know, sorry, I went blank. Revelation in the summer and in the fall. Uh, we did the uh, the epistle. Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm there. You go. I got a lot lot going on because I'm already, I'm already thinking about the spring. So uh, we we did the epistles and it, it was. We, as a men's and women's young adults, we joined in and did the book of Ephesians. Um, so it, it was a beautiful thing to, to have the whole church studying the scriptures together because then uh, couples, young adults, you know, older, same, like we can all talk about the same thing. So uh, that's, that's, you know, been important for us. Uh, you know, a culture of prayer. 
um, you know, we have several times a year. In fact, here in January, we'll, we'll start a 21-day days of prayer as a church. But sev- several times a year, we ask our people, bring bring prayer requests to our altar. And our staff and our team prays for those uh, prayer requests. And, and that the reason why we exist is because uh, of prayer. It's because of Dr. Falwell's vision. It's because of men and women who continued uh, to put the Lord first. Uh, so we want to continue that in, in, in our culture. I think a uh, uh, um, you know, heart for worship, and worship doesn't only have to be you know, singing. It's, it's, it's everything that we do. So um, that's, that's important in our, uh, our church uh, community. Um, you know, are, are we connected in the body of, of Christ? Are we, are we serving together? Um, and then, uh, you know, our, our other one is, uh, I'm sorry, you know, a community then, then serving. Um, you know, what are we doing uh, to reach out to, to those um, in, in our community and in our church? So a c- couple of things. I mean, right now on Christmas, uh, we're in the Christmas season. So uh, we have angel trees. We, you know, we, we, we bless other families and stuff. Um, different ministry do the, uh, do different things. We have a, a very very powerful widows ministry. Uh, we have about 150 widows that, that we you know try to pour into them and, and and encourage them. And then the beauty of that is that not only are we encouraging them, but then the body of Christ can come alongside. So we'll have seasons where uh, we ask the widows, hey, what are some of the, the needs in, in in that you have? It could be, hey, I just need my my leaves raked, or I I need somebody to come and paint a room, or I need, you know, change a light bulb, which we think like, oh man, like that's not hard, but for a widow it is, you know. Uh, so we get the church to, to come alongside and, and have several days of, of us, you know, blessing them and stuff. Um, you know, we have a ministry for those who are in, in addiction. Um, so uh, we, we have a home that we have uh, right now men, and we're opening one for women that, you know, men who are, or been and women who have been in addiction can come and, and get healing. Um, you know, we, we also have life groups specifically for, for, for people who are struggling. And, you know, we all have hurts, uh, uh, hurts habits and hangups mm-hmm. in our lives. And, uh, you know, our, our church needs to come alongside those, those people. So, um, you know, what other ministries I could say? We, we, we have an amazing um, iKids ministry uh, for special needs. Um, and we're seeing that uh, a lot of families are coming and, 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 and just loving how we, we love their children, no matter what, what the difficulty is. And, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we're, we're seeing that, you know, college students can get involved and stuff. And then, of course, children to youth, uh, opportunities there to serve and to, to be part of, uh, of their lives. So that's great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, well, I think we're kind of ready to wrap up. Louis, I'm so grateful that you came. Um, this is just a really good conversation. And for students listening who um, maybe have been teetering or have been hop church, church hopping, um, you know, I hope that this is an encouragement to dive into something. Um, if your church hop goal is to find a really solid church, keep at it. Mm. If your church hop goal is to avoid hard things like getting connected and seeing the good and the bad and the ugly of humanity, well, maybe <laughs> pause that and reevaluate so but also um, can i just also say like yeah maybe you avoid some hard things by doing that but you also miss some really uh just glorious things as well yes i mean so many of the one another commands of the new testament cannot be fulfilled outside the context of of a gathered local church yes right um so we encourage you guys uh maybe if you haven't checked check out trbc 
Um, but we hope that some of these tips and tricks, even of like spotting certain things that are really awesome and maybe some things that are questionable, um, can really help in your journey. Um, but reach out to us if you have any questions. And of course, bug Lewis Nodal if you really feel like it. Anytime, anytime. We're, we're here to serve and, and our team is anything that we can do to help, help uh, students. So thank you guys for your time and, and appreciate uh, being part of uh, this uh, episode. If you enjoyed this week's episode, leave us a review. Or you can shoot us an email at communitylife at liberty.edu. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Liberty Community Life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next time.